Hello friends, how are you? I'm so excited to be back. At least I say I'm excited. The truth is, is that I'm in that sort of space where you feel some sort of angst or uncertainty about leaning into something that you've done very boldly. And the truth is, is it sort of feels like um, you're not sure if you're doing the right thing or maybe I've done too much. But whatever the case is, I'm in a space where I'm really um, encouraged, yet I'm still a little timid about this. So I'm going to lean all the way in. I'm choosing to lean in, even though I'm still really timid. I'm choosing not to make this this big thing that I can't conquer. Instead, I'm choosing to make this a thing that I want to, um, I want to lean in and I want to be a blessing to others and I want other moms and other women and other wives and other friends to know that this is okay for us to have this space, to have these conversations, to talk about our uncertainties as mothers because a lot of times we don't. This week specifically, I want us to talk about change and failure. As moms, a lot of times, I don't think people are really talking about the failures we sometimes feel as women, as mothers, as wives. We sometimes feel like we have done everything really wrong and the outcomes are really wrong. Or sometimes we feel like we've done everything well, but the things that we failed at, we beat ourselves up at. At. You know, we've done some things really great in our life and we know that we're being all that we can be and the best moms we could be. But those little things that we didn't do well, we beat ourselves up over. And the conversations I've been having this this week have been specifically moms with adult children and understanding that change is coming and that children don't stay babies and children and teenagers forever. And in fact, they become adults and they're adults longer than their actual children. And so you have to sort of cultivate the relationship and the friendship in becoming, um, you know, an adult companion to your child on many levels. We have to trust that they will be okay and that God has a plan in that process, even though we feel like we haven't done everything we should have done to prepare them, or maybe we've had some shortcomings and failures ourselves, we have to stop second-guessing ourselves. We are not the measuring stick, and um, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned this week is that I'm not the mark. Christ is the true measure, and we can't determine who they are by what we want them to be, but Many of us have practiced overcorrecting by focusing on who we are not, only to try and make them who that who we think they ought to be. But is that really trusting God? If he gave us our children and their lessons and their journeys, then why do we think we can change it? Can we correct God's course in this situation? I really think... Um, after some time, we think too highly of ourselves and we believe that we're in control and we don't fully trust God in this area where our children are concerned. He's entrusted us to raise these children and yet we're reluctant to trust him to know what's best for them. 
one of the biggest things um, that I came away from this week, we need to learn how to practice empathy. Parenting a strong-willed child has taught me to be more empathetic to my child and my children when they make mistakes. And there are consequences to your mistakes. Some I can control as a parent and some the truth is I can't. And when they're children, a lot of times we have more control over their consequences, but when they're adults, we don't. And so we cringe and we hurt anticipating the train wreck that may be coming. Uh, Your heart aches for them because, you know, you feel like you've lost the opportunity to teach them something. But the truth is, is that in practicing empathy, you should feel a loss for them and along with them and alongside them for the opportunity that they have lost, the things that they are going to miss out on because the consequences are the consequences are the consequences. And once they're in place, once the motion is in place, there's nothing really you can do about it. When you have small children, you can control that, but um, I'm reluctant to change consequences because I believe that it teaches lifelong lessons. But as adults, the consequences are the consequences are the consequences. And there's very little that I, as a parent, can do about it. So how can we use this practice of understanding empathy, practicing empathy, um, understanding that when our children make mistakes, we just need to walk alongside them and say, oh my goodness, I know that you didn't mean to make this mistake, but you did. And now we need to figure out how we can walk through it and how we can be better, how we can learn from it, and how we cannot have this happen again. Even though the consequences are gonna come, I still love you and I'm still gonna be here. As mothers, as wives, as friends, how are we using this practice which In the gospel, this looks like grace and mercy. You know, how are we practicing that? One of the ways I think we can teach our children and we can communicate better as mothers, as friends, um, is understanding that when we hear about the mass shootings, the police shootings, the school shootings, we have to practice empathy in the presence of our children, in the presence of our friends, in the presence of our congregations, whatever your thing is, you have to practice empathy because no matter your politics, your religion, or your race, you have to practice the power of empathy because someone lost a child, a father, a mother, and a family has been broken, shattered, forever changed. Let that sink in for a minute because the truth is pain and grief don't have a political affiliation. They don't have a religion. Pain and grief doesn't have a race. And it doesn't matter what you think. Here's what you know. It hurts. If you lost a loved one, You know that it hurts. You know that losing someone you love is devastating, is painful. Grief is real. And someone's heart is broken. So choose to pray for the brokenhearted in the situation and not blame the broken vessel. We have to receive 
that same grace, that same mercy that Christ has given us over and over and over again and how he still intercedes for us and he still loves us even though we are broken we are the broken vessels he still walks alongside us every day that is who we are in this world with our children we practice empathy with our friends with strangers in big global situations in our small personal situations and in our most intimate of issues. We have to practice empathy, grace, mercy, love, patience, all the fruits of the spirit. That's where this happens. You guys, I absolutely believe in this principle as a parent, as a wife, as a mother, as a friend. I don't absolutely know everything that is going on with every friend that I have, but when a friend calls me and says, I need to talk, I'm listening. Even though I haven't experienced that situation, I'm empathetic to the situation. When my child makes a mistake, I may not understand the situation, but I'm empathetic to the situation. When my husband is having or struggling with an issue, I may not understand, but I still am empathetic. And because of that, I extend and I practice grace and patience and mercy. Well, you guys, we've come to the end. Um, As I said, I'm not sure what this is going to look like in the long run. I'm not sure what this is going to be like. But I want to make sure that I continue to lean into it. And there will be tweaks and there will be some hits and some misses along the way. Uh, I want to try to be consistent and I want to try to be uh, specific about what it is I want to say to you each week. You guys, I love you and I'm so glad you're my friend. I'll see you next time. Thank you.